Hello and welcome to the April 19th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It's good to have everybody here with me today, and of course, I am happy to be with you as well. So I've been thinking a lot about this podcast and exactly how I was going to go about it, because I guess it's very easy to say it from this perspective. When a person is so And I'm going to use this word, and it's not a curse word, and you know I don't curse on my podcast. But when a person is so screwed up in their mind, I would imagine that it's probably pretty hard for that person to put into words what they're exactly feeling and how to convey it to people that they love. And in this example, I'll use you as my audience, the people that I love. And I hope nobody takes offense to that. I know it's a a strange thing to say. Uh, When I say that I love you guys, I really do. I mean, each and every download, each and every click that is made on this podcast, each time a person uh, streams and listens, I mean, it's, it's, it's a relationship as far as I'm concerned. And I can't see all your faces. I don't get emails from every single one of you, but it means something to me. So, yes, I do love each and every one of you. This is my family, and I've said that a million times. And because I have my family with me while I'm recording, it's, it gives me a, uh, I guess you could say, an outlet, so to speak, and, and a way for me to talk to my family. And uh, there are three words to summarize how I am feeling today. And actually, all those words happen to be the same words. Stress, stress, stress. <laughs> I am probably more stressed out than I've ever been. And, 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 and it's... twofold. One, because of work. Stress has actually really uh, become a big part of my life due to my employment. And I I say so because a lot of different obligations and tasks are falling down on me. And this, uh, this happens every once in a while. It's a very difficult time of year. It happens to be contract uh, time of year, so to speak. And I work with about 25 different school institutions. And this time of year, regardless of how much of a relationship, regardless of how many years I've been dealing with a school district, they always require what's called a request for a proposal. And that responsibility falls on me, and it would be a piece of cake if there weren't a thousand other things for me to do, but it just so happens that there are a thousand other things for me to do. Now, I spoke on my last podcast about good news that came through, or some, uh, I guess you could call stress relief, that resulted in actually some mania, believe it or not. And I will tell you this, that the good news that came through, if I have not mentioned it already because my memory will not serve me correctly in this instant, the good news, you can multiply that by a thousand and it became even better news. Let's put it that way. Uh, There was a potential possibility that 
the good news, which I originally reported based on a work experience, could have gone the wrong way. But for the most part, my mind was eased and I really didn't have to worry about it for a couple of weeks. Well, that good news turned into even better news and it is completely resolved. Everything has been put at bay. It's upsetting to me because the the bulk of the problem was not relatable to me. And that's not to say that I don't make mistakes because we all make mistakes and we learn from our mistakes. But this had absolutely nothing to do with me. It was somebody else's negligence that fell down on me. And I actually did not even report it to that person because I did not want to cause uh, uh, any, let's put it this way, any distension, dissension in the office. I didn't want to cause anything like that. So I left it alone. It resolved itself. I'm glad that it did because now I don't even have to worry about it. But I will take the initiative in terms of making sure that this never transpires again. Nevertheless, the stress continues. And again, partly because of the time of the year that it is. And if I'm explaining it in a twofold sense, which I think is what I mentioned before. It's, this is going to be a rough podcast, everybody. A rough podcast because um, Mr. Joe never... I never report to my audience when I'm in a state of mind where, well, one, I'm so confused and, and my cognitive skills are so diminished to the point where I will forget everything that I say. So that's that's the first thing, and I need you to bear with me. And secondly... And those of you who have bipolar disorder, you will exactly know what I'm speaking about here. We all know when we get that lump in our throat, that sick feeling in our heart, in our chest, where we just want to cry over everything. And I've been dealing with that for about a day and a half now. Uh, it's, it's, it's resulted in some self-pity, if I'm being honest, feeling bad for myself, asking the question as to why this me, why has it happened to me, why am I sick, why do I have bipolar disorder, and I have not acted that way or thought that way in a very, very long time. But going back to the twofold thing before I lose my train of thought even worse than it already is, from a personal standpoint, and I did report on this the other day, my personal life, my home life is really, really starting to take a a turn for the worse, not with my relationship with my wife. We continue to support one another. Things are good in that aspect, but guys, we got to remember that I have two relatively grown children at this point, ages 14 and 12, and I have done this all over again, and never in my life did I think that I would be with a one-year-old right now. So, for lack of better terms... I am stressed to the max in regards to some of the common things that go on with a one-year-old. Sleep problems, uh, issues with behavior to some extent. Nothing bad. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, especially doing what I do for a living and seeing some of the things that I see. Nothing that that is remotely close to the children with autism that I work with, nothing that's remotely close to our friend who also reports on his bipolar family, bipolar Bob, and his wonderful children, who, although I don't know them personally, I love and adore. I feel like I've gotten to know them just as I've gotten to know bipolar Bob. And I got to tell you, 
my heart breaks for him. And I don't think he's looking for that type of sympathy. I think he's just trying to educate his audience as I am. But my heart still breaks for him because I know what he's going through to some extent. I don't live with it. I will never know it from that extent. But then again, those of you who are not parents and those of you who are not new parents could not imagine what I'm going through right now. And I always wondered whether or not having a child was the safest thing for me to do when it comes to my illness. And that, that does not mean that is not related to my, my wife and the, the new son that I have, Mickey. It has nothing to do with that. It's also directed towards my other two children because if I recall correctly, around the age of my daughter being four years old and my son being two years old, that is when things really started to go down for me. Directly before then, probably around ages one or three, my son, my older son being one, my older daughter, my only daughter being three, they're two years apart, about the ages of one and three is when the drug abuse really set in. It's when the stress that I'm feeling right now set in to the point where I was abusing alcohol, abusing cocaine, moved on to opiates, abused marijuana every day of my life, and ultimately ruined my entire life to some extent when I found myself hanging from a rope in my garage. And I lost it all. I lost everything. I lost my job. I lost my children. I lost my wife at the time. I gained back my mother and father because I had to live in their basement or their lower floor. They don't really have a basement. And the only thing I had at the time was because I certainly didn't have my mother and my father. They they were too consumed with alcohol and yelling and screaming about the fact that I didn't have my children and they were grandparents and they hated my ex-wife and they used to make me feel worse and worse every day about what had transpired, and um, so I had nothing but a Bible, that's all I had, and I, I read that Bible every single night, and it's what put me to bed at night, it's what woke me up in the morning, and it's what got me through, and I'm going to go back to that, I am going to go back to that, because the stress level that I have right now is certainly, without a shadow of a doubt, affecting me in a way where uh, it's, it's, it's actually caused a mood swing. Well, it's, it's resulted in a chain effect, and I explain it in this way, a domino effect. A lot of times I relate my irritability to mania. This time around, my irritability, which is related to anxiety and stress, and that absolutely happens for those of you who do not know that, Stress will result in a a magnitude of anxiety and and irritability. And what has happened is something that has never happened to me before. Or at least not for a long time. I have not remembered any of this. Is I have become completely depressed. Depressed to the point where... Again, I have cried. I've cried over the past couple of days nonstop. I want to cry right now. Um, Whether or not I have tears rolling down my face at the moment, I don't. But they're there. They're ready to come. Uh, And I'm trying to hold it together for my audience. And 
You've never heard Mr. Joe in this light, and I know that. And something else that has transpired because of this, which has really, really thrown me for a loop, and I want you to all understand that based on the good news that got even better, it threw me even into a higher state of mania a couple of days ago, which then resulted in this stress and depression. But believe it or not, there were still moments of that mania where I had an abundance of energy. I have not slept in days. Really, I have not slept in days. Uh, I've been tracking my moods, been tracking my sleep. Last night was 3.5 hours of sleep. The night before was four. A person can't function on that. They certainly cannot. And one of the interesting things that along with my... So what I wanted to say was mixed episodes are definitely a problem here. Uh, There is no long stretch of mania or depression. I'm just jumping back and forth from mixed episodes. And one of the things that's really starting to uh, frighten me is the fact that although I am to some extent depressed... There are other things that are going along with it, such as behavioral aggression, I guess I would call. And the way I would define that would be anger that is more or less expressed in physical behaviors or destruction of property. Let's put it that way. And I haven't done that in a long time. Now, while I am not punching walls and breaking windows and bashing my head against things... I was real mean to my dogs this morning. You know, I don't put my hands on animals ever. And I pushed my animal today. Gave her a smack on the butt because she ate my sandwich. And I scared the living hell out of her. And what did I do? I felt bad about 10 minutes later. as She was shaking on the couch. And I went over and I cried. And I held her. And she licked my face. And I just thought to myself, this animal doesn't know any better. She should know not to jump up at the table and eat my food, but you know what? She didn't understand really why I was hitting her, and here she is now accepting my apologies because she doesn't know any better and licking my face, and, um, you know, this is the way that I'm acting. And so as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's behavioral aggression, verbal abuse, uh, temper tantrums. I'm throwing temper tantrums, verbal rage bullying, intimidation, my brows, they're like, and I'm doing it right now, I'm making my eyebrows all, you know, all, uh, I don't even know the word, when you make your brows, er, you know, this is towards my wife, to some extent, now, is it anywhere near what it used to be, absolutely not, I need you to understand that, there are disgusting words that used to come out of my mouth, I verbally abused both wives, my ex-wife, and my current wife. I have not verbally abused my wife in probably more than three years. Now, I'm, I don't want a gold medal for that, but I want you to also understand that I don't curse at my wife. Uh, it's just a lot of yelling, and while it's not directed at her, it's, it's directed at situationally, in the middle of the night, while I am being woken by our son and uh, you know, I can't effing take this anymore. And, um, you know, accusatory towards her and more or less blaming her for the fact that my son is waking up. Meanwhile, it has absolutely nothing to do. This depression has also led into 
some type of, I guess you could call it a resentment, would be the proper word. Which to me is anger that's just simmering around, you know. It's like that anger that's just simmering and ready to explode. And for me, it ultimately leads, ultimately leads to me blaming. And who else would I blame but my wife? Blame, blame, blame. And you know what? It's even, it's even extended into things further. Something just happened at work. I was ready to write an email to 10 different people accusing them of something and blaming them all. Meanwhile, it had absolutely nothing to do with them. So what I really refer to this is, if I had to come up with a, with a phrase of my anger in the association with my depression, if I was to summarize all the things that I'm just doing over the last couple of days, I would say it's like an overwhelmed anger, which for the most part occurs, at least for me, when there are an overwhelming amount of things that I have to do. And to some extent, I actually get scared. There's a number of demands that are being placed. There's a number of internal stressors that have basically overwhelmed my coping ability. And again, it results in, usually for me, a temper tantrum. So that's a big problem. Now, what it resulted, and, and things got so bad over the last couple of days in terms of me wanting to cry and in terms of my depression in conjunction with this anger and all these other things that that I've been experiencing that I actually started to google things now we we listen I don't have to google bipolar we know we're bipolar everyone but I actually I, I because I've been so irritable and to an extent that I've never felt before I actually, I, I googled the word irritability and moods. And of course, the very first thing that came up was bipolar disorder, and we get that. But then there was some really other interesting information. And while I don't recall it specifically, I do remember that depressive disorder came up, which would make perfect sense because, again, right now I am in a low mood. I have absolutely diminished self-esteem. I have no tolerance whatsoever. I get frustrated very e easily. Think about it. I was just talking about my self-pity as well. I mean, here I am feeling bad for myself, and this all creates basically anger control problems for Mr. Joe. Uh, I have a lot of shame that I'm feeling lately. I'm shameful about some of the things that I used to do. I've been thinking about some of the parking lots that I used to pull over to and, and snort cocaine. Uh, I've been thinking about the fact that I lost my children at one point in my life because of my behavior. I've been thinking about the fact that I don't even have the energy to write back on an email to my father, let alone call my mother. And all they want to know is when my son, Junior's soccer schedule is. And I don't even have the energy to do that. I have the energy to talk to my audience about it, but for some reason I don't have the energy to write back. And I guess we pick and choose depending on what the end result might be. And I always, you know, one of the things that I consistently worry about when it comes to my mother and borderline personality disorder, which is what she lives with, is because... 
it's been a few days, and as the days continue to go by and she feels as if I've isolated her even more, the end result will be an, uh, 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 her uh, throwing digs my way, getting angry with me, being sarcastic to some extent. I don't want to deal with it. So I have to ask myself, do I need anger management? <laughs> Is that really what it comes down to? Do I need anger management or do I just simply need to really control the stresses in my life? Do I need to meet with a psychologist, a counselor, talk to my psychiatrist? I, I don't know. I, I, but I know that I'm having problems controlling my angry thoughts and my feelings. And for the most part, here's what I've decided. that, And, and we've talked it through today. That this excessive anger is basically part of a psychological disorder in one breath because I have bipolar. But in the second breath, it's due to a difficult situation that I put myself in, which is more or less stress. And it's, it's starting to create problems for me. I, you know, again, I don't want to feel as if I'm in the self-pity realm here, but, you know, Mr. Joe does not enjoy driving home from work and crying. I don't. I don't want to do that. It's been many, many years since I've done that been many years that I've had to pull myself together when I pull into my driveway and pretend like everything's okay. Uh, it's been a long time and lately I've been driving home to work from work to my home and I've been crying. And again, it's only been a day and a half where this has been going on. And I say a day and a half because it happened yesterday and I could almost guarantee that it's going to happen today again. Well, maybe it won't. Maybe I, Maybe because I'm talking to my audience, things will get a little bit better. That's what I want to believe. I want to, I want to hope that things have gotten a little bit better. Here's what I do know. That as a result of all of this, things that would probably eliminate some of my stress, they have been put on the back burner. And I have always been honest with my audience, and this will be no different. My sexual relationships with my wife, back burner. No desire, no interest. Uh, it's It's... It's become a thing of the past for me, probably for her, based on my behavior. One of the things I've recognized is through the years when I act a certain way, especially when back in the day I used to accuse her of things that were not her fault or that were just idiotic, what, what kind of woman would want to be with her man based on those accusatory statements? And when you act this way and when you're exhausted or manic half the time, a.k.a. mixed episodes, your wife probably doesn't want to be with you either. But I haven't had the energy to do anything. I really haven't. So stress relief, which I would imagine sex would be a good stress relief, that's on the back burner. Something Mr. Joe loves to do. I love to watch TV. Love it. I have absolutely no patience and no attention span for a television show. It's been a very long time since I have been in that state of mind. Other, other things that, for Mr. Joe, that they, they relieve my stress, and I've spoken in the past about fantasy baseball. It's my favorite time of year. From beginning of the baseball season to the end, I love it. And guess what? I haven't had the energy to even look at the application on my phone. I don't care. I don't care. The text threads that come through from all my league members, all my friends. I'm not commenting. I don't care. 
And I guess this is what happens when we start to feel depressed to some extent. Now, the interesting thing, the other interesting thing that is, um, that is going on in my brain, and I'll say it right now, is that I could almost feel, as I am producing this podcast, that when I hit the stop record button, I'm going to have a sense of relief, and I will have eliminated some of my stress based on the fact that I got to talk to everybody. And there is a part of me that at the same token wants to blurt out those ridiculous words that I do like a wackadoo. Because, because I have mixed episodes and that is what I am. That is what Mr. Joe is. Bipolar disorder, bipolar one, mixed episodes, rapid cycling. And I want to know why my medicine does not appear to be working. That's what I want to know. I'm on 200 milligrams. I'm not going up anymore. There's no way. I'm not going up. Very good friend of mine, somebody that I've developed a relationship with over these podcasts. His name is Joseph. He made a good point. We've been sharing some email threads back and forth. And he has reminded me about something that I already knew but I kind of forgot about. That if I go up over 200 milligrams in Lamictal, this cognitive difficulty that I have right now is probably only going to get worse. And I got to tell you, I got to be able to do my job. And I am hanging on by a thread right now. Hanging on by a thread. Now, here's the good news, everybody. I believe that I will pull myself out of this. The old non-medicated Mr. Joe at one point would have given up hope. So that's where the balance comes in. And I got to say, well, I guess my medicine is working. I guess my medicine is working. The other thing is I have to turn around and say to myself, has this change started upon taking my Seroquel? And I have to tell you, in managing my moods or tracking my moods, I don't see a real correlation between the two. Uh, it, it almost appears that I was, I was kind of in this, I don't want to say funk, but back and forth with these mood episodes way before the Seroquel. Uh, on a positive note, the paranoia has gotten a little bit better. Maybe because I am so... so blinded right now by all of it. I mean, it's amazing when you've got things on your mind and you're stressed out about things that, uh, you know, certain things you tend to forget about. Here's what I do know, and I always paint a picture for you guys. I got up last night in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, as always, and it was freezing in the house, and we shut the heat off at night, otherwise we can't breathe, and I don't have a problem with that, but uh, I was sweating in bed. I mean, even though it was freezing, I was sweating, and, you know, at some point I thought I had a fever, but when I got up, I was so cold that I put the old Mr. Joe's robe on just to use the bathroom, if you guys can imagine that. Like an old man shuffling my feet to the bathroom uh, with the old Mr. Joe's blue robe on. And um, as I'm shuffling my feet and I'm going to the bathroom, I use the bathroom, I come back, and I'm hanging up my robe, and the voices start. The voices start about 1 in the morning which, you know, ended up keeping me up for quite some time. And I couldn't get them out. And then they went away, and the racing thoughts started to 
started to uh, enter into my mind, and I just couldn't seem to shut it off, and uh, I ended up putting my headphones in and listening to some podcasts. I actually listened to that B-Word podcast, and uh, Becky, who is bipolar, borderline, and beautiful, listened to her podcast, and I was able to fall asleep, which was great. So... The same way you guys are grateful and thankful for some of the things that I do in terms of the podcast, I have my go-to things as well. So, and, and Becky and I have been in constant communication on Twitter, and I just think it's awesome. Love talking to her. She's very supportive. I'm, I have to write her an email back, and I will do so. So the family is there. The family is absolutely there. I just kind of wish I had somebody else to reach out to. And that's no disrespect to my audience. You understand that. I just wish I had somewhere else to go, which is why I really feel as if I need to really look into a psychologist. But the problem is I was given a name. And and think about this, how sickening this is. This is what a wackadoo Mr. Joe is, that I was given a name, I stored it in my phone, and I cannot remember the name. Can't remember the name. And the person who gave it to me each and every day, I forget to ask the person what the name of the, the psychiatrist, the psychologist is. Combine that with the fact that I don't even have the energy to call. I found it fascinating. I think every one of us at work, if you work behind the desk, which is not always what Mr. Joe does, I'd say it's about 30%, maybe 40% of my week. All of us who sit at a desk and have to answer a phone, a vast majority of us will, will, will do what I call screen a phone call just to see who it is, make sure that we don't want to deal with it right now or that we are willing to deal with it, listen to the voice message, and then we call them right back. Everybody does it. Somebody did it to me the other day. And what's amazing to me is two days ago when I was in this hip-hop parade, jolly old mood, completely manic out of my mind. My phone was ringing off the wall at my office, and I didn't even look at the caller ID. Hello, Mr. Joe. Yes, can I help you? I mean, not even a, not even a care in the world. And man, ba 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 Talk, talk, talk. To the point where people were probably like, what did I call this man for? And now, the phone rings, and I don't even want to look at it. I can't even pick it up. So... This is within a period of three days. This is the mixed episodes that Mr. Joe is feeling. And there is no doubt in my mind that this is absolutely related to stress. That is really what it comes down to. I believe that I've already named the podcast Stress Management. So we're going to have to come up. Here I am. I'm doing my podcast and I'm having trouble concentrating because the entire time I'm trying to think of to myself, what am I going to name this podcast when I hit the end button? And... I don't know. I really don't know. Eh, I got an idea now. I think I've come up with something good. Um, but never, anyway, nevertheless, I'm going to keep working hard, and I want I want you to do the same. I want everybody out there to listen well to me right now. Um, I ask you, if you want to reach out to me, MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. You could find me on Twitter at MrBipolarJoe. But most importantly, if you are living with a mental illness... I need you to keep working hard, especially if you're doing all right right now, okay? If you love somebody with a mental illness, you're going to have to continue to support that person. And if you are struggling right now, struggling at the moment with a mental illness, I ask you to do this for me. You've got to keep battling. Keep battling. 
and soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I'll be back in a couple of days. You guys have a great day. Thanks again.